0: Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda.
1: And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com.
0: This week it's episode 151 and we're talking about Fantastic Victoria.
1: Yeah, you might remember we've been running a series speaking with all of the winning contestants of the World Nomads Fantastic promotion. Uh, they've been sending pairs of people around Australia in a van called Jeff. And today we're talking about travelling the state of Victoria, Australia with Tim Aykroyd from Snowfix TV.
0: So before we get started on the interview, let's uh, let you know what we are been up to.
1: Yeah, uh, we crossed the Bolivian Salt Flats um, where we recorded our last show and then holed up in San Pedro de Atacama in northern Chile for a while. Yeah, we
0: arrived and we planned to spend... Well, we weren't sure entirely how long we wanted to spend there. We hoped to do some things, but actually we'd done most of the things we wanted to do in San Pedro on the salt flats, things like seeing geysers and looking at the salt flats and being in the desert. So we didn't really have that much we wanted to do, so we decided to leave on Sunday. However... um, on our way out of the salt flats on our last day it snowed which was amazing we had the best day we were sitting in the hot pools and it was snowing and oh the the landscape was beautiful but this snow closed the border between Chile and Argentina luckily we got through from Bolivia but we couldn't get out again so we went to catch our bus on the Sunday and they said no 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 you just can't leave so come back at four o'clock and we'll let you know so we have kind of hung around all day and they said no you'll leave tomorrow so the next day we went back and they said well, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe you can go. And eventually we did leave. We left about, left about 4 o'clock instead of at 10.30. Yeah.
1: But the good thing about being stuck there was we did manage to go and see the astronomy tour uh, with a guy called Alan Maury, and um, that's just a fantastic tour. If you're going to San Pedro and you have even the slightest inclination, um, go and see that. That was the most fun I've had looking at stars for a very, very long he time. He was
0: amazing. He was so good, so enthusiastic. Mm. And the other thing I liked about... Um, about being in San Pedro was catching up with people. We had a little bit of a tweet up.
1: Yep. Who do we meet up with? We met up with um, Mahmoud from the blog Mood to Travel mm-hmm. and um, we also met up with some a friend hey, from New Zealand and um, the, the Colombian crew that we um, yeah. spent time with in Antofagasta. Yeah, it was really so cool to they, see Sasha and, and Oscar again. They, they came up, so that was cool. And right now we're sitting in Salta, Argentina. We did what has been billed as the, the prettiest bus journey in the world. We can neither confirm nor deny because we did it almost entirely overnight.
0: It was very pretty, the bit that we saw. And yes, the, the black views of night were also quite It was minimalist
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it's normally done during the day and so apparently it's a a beautiful journey right now we're sitting in Salta in Argentina and um, we're sitting in the backyard of Lee who's a director at um, Matador she runs the Matador Nights blog Mm -hmm. and um, her her family um, Nora and Leela and so yeah it's really nice staying with them and, and hanging out.
0: Yeah, and also um, a couple of other people are staying with them, the two backpackers.
1: Yeah, Jason and Araceli from uh, twobackpackers.com. Um, and we just missed Dan and Audrey from yeah, Uncornered Market by a couple of days. Yeah. So um, We were supposed so to meet so them the, in the bus all the, station. All the cool people are, are hanging around having a beer. Did <laughs> yeah, um,
0: yeah. you should fun. come? Why don't you come see us? <laughs> Actually, you probably won't be here tomorrow. We're heading off on a wine tour, which would be really cool. We're going to hire a car and go and Try a lot of wines. I just sent an email to one of my friends, and every time I email him, it seemed, I seem to say, Oh, we just um, did some wine tasting around this region, or Oh, we're going to do some wine tasting. <laughs> it seems like I never talk to him without saying, I'm going to go and do some wine <laughs> <Yeah>. tasting.
1: <laughs> Well, with us roaming around South America and um, Tim Aykroyd, our interviewee today, hitting the ski season in France for his show, um, Snowfix TV, we've been really struggling to actually connect and find a time to talk. So what we did is uh, we emailed through the questions to Tim, and Tim recorded some answers and sent us back an audio file by email. So I'm hoping um, this interview doesn't sound too stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this week's episode is sponsored by Travelers Autobahn. Whether you're travelling for a week or a year, Traveller's Autobahn has a range of options specifically tailored to budget-conscious travellers. Traveller's Autobahn is unique that all six locations are licensed motor dealerships, offering sales with guaranteed buyback and a fleet of over 400 rental cars and camp vans. So they're bound to have something you want.
1: Indeed they are. Well, our first question for Tim is how did you find out about World Nomad's Fantastic Adventure and did you apply immediately?
2: Um, well, I found out about it. I just saw an ad on Facebook actually saying, are you a filmmaker? Which uh, obviously they knew I was because that's how it works with those ads, isn't it? They're very clever. So, but I did click on it. And uh, and basically I found out that there was this competition where you could travel around Australia for six weeks making videos, which is basically like a dream trip for me. So uh, I did apply immediately and basically I just made a, a little video application, which was basically uh, me interviewing me all about me. So it sounds a bit egotistical, but, you know, it did win me the, the trip around Victoria. So pretty stoked on that. And so it all worked out. Okay, well. question
0: number two. What were your expectations of Victoria? Did it meet your expectations or were things different to what you expected?
2: Um, Well, before going to Victoria, I kind of knew three things. I knew that really good bands go to Melbourne because I always see Melbourne on their tour lists. I knew that they have this thing called four seasons in a day, like I've, I've lived, with, lived with a lot of Aussies, either in London or on ski seasons, and they always tell me that in Victoria or in Melbourne, they have four seasons in a day, so maybe it'll be sunny, maybe it'll be raining, maybe it's snowing all in the same day, so I knew that, and, and, and generally I just knew you could ski there, so that was all that I knew in advance, and um, the first thing that that I noticed that wasn't what I expected was just how big it is like um, I saw when I looked at a map of Australia I saw Victoria is probably the smallest state but it is still absolutely huge it just takes hours to get from one place to the other so I wasn't really expecting that but it's awesome I'm not putting it down Um, good bands in Melbourne that was a tick and also not just the bands the nightlife in Melbourne is just amazing but um, we'll get onto that in a bit Four seasons a day. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Although we only had a couple of days like that. We, I think we were pretty well everywhere we went. Um, people were saying, Wow, you're really lucky with the weather for this time of year. So we did pretty well, a lot of sunshine. So that was different. And then, what was the thing I said? Skiing. Well, yeah, you can ski there, but unfortunately it was summer while we were there. So we did actually go up to Mount Hotham and we just sat on a chairlift. Uh, but it wasn't moving, so we stopped. Uh, so yes, that was my expectations. It needed, it met, and exceeded my expectations big time. Tim, can you talk us
1: through your trip? Where did you start? Where did you go? Where did you end up?
2: Wow. Uh, I flew into Sydney and picked up the van. I actually picked up the van on my own, because kind of what I was doing with my tour, you know, you're kind of meant to be a group of two, or you could be a group of two, but what, because I've got a lot of friends in Victoria, what I decided to do was do it on my own, but just go and visit my different friends around Victoria. And, you know, and the idea was to kind of get a bit of a, a local's insight on each of the areas that I went to. So, um so what my first stop was i went straight to apollo bay down on the great ocean road which seems a bit weird because you know that's basically the other side of victoria from sydney but um the reason was because i was going straight to to visit my first friend which was a guy called sam who lives down there on the great ocean road so went down there and um, hung out on the great ocean road just did a, a fair bit of surfing for like a, a week or so you know kind of saw things around that area which was awesome and then after that went up to to Melbourne, I've got a couple of friends there. Friend called a friend called Ian, and just kind of did a bit of the city stuff. So, you know, well, did a lot of a lot of nightlife adventures, um, you know, and just kind of a bit of culture in there. Went to some museums, went to some shows, um, and then after that, we, uh, my girlfriend Emily came out and met me, and we went to the Yarra Valley, and then kind of travelled down to the Mornington Peninsula, and then across to the Wilson's Promontory up the coast of Lake Entrance and then kind of up the Great Alpine Road, right into the central Victoria, and then back to Apollo Bay for one last hurrah. And then well actually the way we finished it was pretty epic. We were um, went back to Melbourne and then we put the van in Federation Square and loads of people came down and saw the van. We had a barbecue. They're playing my videos up on the on the big screen there. So that was a, a really nice way to end the trip. So yeah, that was kinda of how the trip went.
0: So question number four, what are the must-see places that you visited? Or what are the places that no one knows about and that you really enjoyed?
2: Well, my favourite place probably was the Great Ocean Road. Um, It's not... that You can't say nobody knows about it. Everybody knows about it. But, um... I mean, I guess one thing I would say along those lines, especially if you want to go surfing, you know, don't just go to to Torquay and then go to, you know, the Twelve Apostles. Like, the Great Ocean Road is really long and there's just amazing things to see all the way along it. So just drive along it, keep your eyes open, keep your eyes on the surf because, you know, you... In Torquay it is crowded, whereas you could drive, you know, forty-five minutes down the coast and find the same waves on a different beach but have them all to yourself, like world-class waves all to yourself. So so there's one tip. And then and then actually as well, if you're on the Great Ocean Road, don't just look out to sea, look the opposite way, look inland, like right behind you on a lot of the Great Ocean Road, there's these beautiful, massive rainforests. Uh, At this one area, I can't tell you exactly where it is because I don't know, but my friend Sam took me to this this place near Apollo Bay, and we went for about a 30 minute hike, and came out at this amazing, amazing waterfall, which was just cascading down into this big plunge pool, and you know, we we got, got nudie, went for a swim, kind of felt a bit like Robin Hood, it was epic.
1: Melbourne is one of my favourite cities in the world. Did you spend much time there, and what did you think of it?
2: Uh, well, Craig Martin, I have to agree with you. Melbourne is definitely one of my favourite cities in the world. In fact, I literally am planning on moving there as soon as possible. Um, I, we spent I only spent about a week there... But um, you know, and I was I had a lot of friends there, so I felt welcome straight away. But it's basically exactly my kind of scene. Like it's it's like all my favourite places in London, like Camden and Shoreditch and that sort of thing. But without all the bad bits, just like happy people having fun. Like you know, so the places like Brunswick, it's not not no secret, but like super cool areas, Brunswick, and you know, I just had a great time there. My favourite restaurant, Br- um, Bimbo Pizza. You can, you can buy a pizza cheaper than you could possibly make it. It's amazing. Amazing beer as well in Melbourne. Well, in Australia in general, I reckon. The pale ales, delicious. And, uh, well, just in the CBD, all these secret bars I found out about, you kind of feel a bit like James Bond. Like, you hear about this bar, this name of this bar, and you kind of know the rough area, and you just have to walk around these side, these back streets asking people... Maybe someone will put an X on a map and you kind of follow it. You go up like a secret staircase and then you come out in this like bustling bar, which is super cool that you just had no idea that existed. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. So yes, to conclude, I loved Melbourne.
0: Number six, your videos show you doing all sorts of fun things. Were there any activities that really stood out? Things that you could only do there or that were so much better for doing them there?
2: Uh, Wow, mm, what really stood out? Well, I guess it's not really unique i I reckon everybody that did the fantastic adventure will have done this, but doing a skydive is always amazing and uh I mean, where I did it was over the yarra valley so so what actually like a couple of days before we' had been into the Yarra Valley and done like this wine tour and we' been into all these vineyards and then uh, and so then two days later, we were above it all at twelve thousand feet, looking down on those same vineyards, but then plunging towards them through the air, so that was pretty awesome um. And then just the big thing, because I'm from Britain, our animals are rubbish, right? Badgers, lame. Um, Whereas Australia, just the wildlife is incredible. Like, obviously, bumping into a kangaroo or a wombat is amazing. But just, like just like the birds, like our birds are all grey and rubbish, whereas they have these beautiful red and blue and yellow like parrots, that's just their standard bird, and then in the sea, that's a whole another ball game, like we did a, did a fair bit of um, scuba diving and snorkelling like around uh, the Mornington Peninsula, and just like the things they have in the sea, you would not believe, puffer fish, what's that all about, like, Little normal looking fish, you touch it, all these spikes come out. And then, like, weedy sea dragons, they're pretty unique. I'm pretty sure they're you only found in that certain area of Victoria. So, so yeah, there are some unique things, just the wildlife. And then, um other than that, I'd just say Wilson's Promontory is probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Like, I, you, you just wouldn't believe how big it is and how untouched it is. Like, there's barely any roads there. It's just, it's like travelling back in time. It's like seeing Australia, like, how it would have been when the first people settled there. Like, it's just beautiful, untouched, um, totally different to anywhere I've ever been. So, so there, yeah. Wilson Promontory, big tip to go.
1: What advice do you have for someone planning their own road trip through Victoria?
2: Well, I guess... I guess what I'd say is, like, just as much as possible, just get involved. Like, so, so, so as I was saying, like, what I was trying to do was speak to local people and, and find out, you know, what, what their, like, tips... Like Basically, try and get away from the guidebook. And, you know, when travelling in general, that's always, obviously, the best way to do it, if you can. But, I mean, in Australia, there's just no excuses because... Australian people are so, so friendly. And, you know, if you're English-speaking, you know, they're English-speaking, so there's no language barrier. So you literally can So that would be my tip, is just literally go up to local people, um, ask them where's the best places to go. They'll definitely tell you. They'll probably take you. You'll probably end up sharing a few beers with them as well and making a new friend. So... You know that that is my top tip when travelling around Victoria or Australia in general. Just get chatting and just enjoy how friendly Australians are.
0: And finally, tell us about your podcast and your current travels. What do you get up to day to day?
2: Well, yeah, so I make a video podcast called Snowfix, which is a skiing and snowboarding. Well, actually, the world's number one skiing and snowboarding video podcast. So, um, yeah, to show all about skiing and snowboarding, that's what I do in the winters. I live out in France in the Alps. And, and make that show we've been doing that for five years well in fact we're actually we're actually finishing it now we've been doing it for five years we're about to reach 100 episodes we're actually going to finish it in the summers I try and do a lot of travelling try and you know make a lot of videos and um, what I'm doing this year this summer a- as I said like what I was planning to do earlier uh, I'm actually going to back to Australia and moving to Melbourne like in mid-May going back to Melbourne going to hang out there I've got a bit of work there and I've got my working visa yeah so that's kind of my my plan for the foreseeable future, get back to Australia as soon as possible and keep enjoying it. So uh, yeah, so um yeah, that was that so that was my trip. The fantastic Victoria adventure for World Nomads. Um, thanks very much to Indie Travel Podcast for getting in touch. Um please do have a look at some of my videos and um, you can check out my site snowfix.tv to see all the skiing and snowboarding or my youtube channel is youtube.com forward slash t-r-a-tank uh, so you can check out my videos on on there and then please please do go and check out my fantastic victoria video. and um... and when the voting opens in july please vote for my film if you've enjoyed it um, it was a lot of fun to make so hopefully you'll enjoy watching it and if you can give me a vote then i'd be stoked so uh, thank you very much I've been Tim Ackroyd and you've been wonderful thank you very much bye bye
1: so I want to say thanks to Tim for um, organising to send through the answers to these questions after we failed to uh, catch up on Skype for a few (laughs) months but before we finish we want to share some safety advice from our sponsors at Travellers Autobahn They've worked with vehicle rentals and sales for travellers for a long time, over 16 years. So they know a thing or two about the unusual Australian conditions. They are a
0: bit weird. So here are the top 10 tips for travelling safely. Number one, don't drive at night in areas where there's more dead kangaroos than live kangaroos.
1: Camper vans have a high centre of gravity, and falcon wagons are rear-wheel drive with lots of power, so be extremely careful if you're not familiar with driving them. It's really easy to roll a van or lose control of a falcon if you're inexperienced.
0: Number three, give dirt roads or unsealed roads more respect. Even
1: 40 kilometres an hour can be too fast if you're not careful. Number four, don't hitchhike. Not everyone's an axe murderer, but, um, you know...
0: (laughs) Number five, check the inside edge of your front tyres regularly, because poor wheel alignment causes tyres to scrub out quickly, and a front
1: tyre blowout is very scary. Number six, always wear your seatbelt. Why is that number six? You always ask that, every time.
0: <laughs> I'm Get always used to it. Number seven, if you're driving on the left for the first time, leave the music off for a while, and ask the person in the left seat to act as lookout.
1: Yeah, we're going to be doing the opposite over the next couple of days as we hire a car to drive on the right.
0: Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. <laughs>
1: Number eight, don't leave valuables visible inside your car when you're parked, especially at popular tourist destinations.
0: Yeah, people will just take any opportunity they can. Number nine, do everything humanly possible to avoid overheating your car. If your temp gauge moves away from normal, stop and call roadside assistance. Don't drive on.
1: And number ten, beware of retirees who offer you cups of tea. It can be days before they let you go again.
0: <laughs> so thanks to Traveller's Autobahn for sponsoring this episode of the End of Travel podcast. And until next week, travel well.